Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. By Quicken Loan Studios, Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Send the tweets, send them hot, at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. Folks, um, I don't know how else to tell you this. <laughs> Dan Snyder's in a bit of hot water. <laughs> it's a little rough for Dan Snyder. It's a little rough for Dan Snyder. Because I have to say, and I, I don't know what the tenor has been this morning with Robin. Uh, I get up at around 7.30, 8 o'clock on a Saturday. So I'm not sure what I'm going to be met with when I say this. I'm kind of going in blind. It looks a little rough for Dan, Dan Snyder right now. And I have to consider, and I have to say this, I got to consider everything before I say yes. I have to consider every single thing before I do this. Because I think that I've picked up, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll be wrong by the callers. I think I've picked up a, a, a groundswell, and this looks bad. This Washington Post story looks awful. You got 15 different women here talking about over a 13-year period of either harassment or abuse. Either way, it's disgusting. And, and we've used those words, and we all know it's disgusting. We have to get down to some of the brass facts around here. Because when you're talking 13 years of horror stories, over the course of time, I have to consider the facts and what I believe and what I believe when you, you words are being used against Dan Snyder or against the people who, who carried this out, who were a part of this, who were a part of the, the abuse or the harassment or anything like that. I have to consider everything before I say yes because I'm picking up a, a feeling, I'm picking up a sentiment that people want Dan Snyder removed as the owner of the Washington football team. And I don't, it's a, I don't want to defend Dan Snyder. I, see, I'm in a weird place. I don't, I'm not interested in defending Dan Snyder. I think Dan Snyder's a bad owner. I think Dan Snyder's been boobish. I think Dan Snyder has, I think he's been a fan, and I think he is the quintessential never let fans own your team. We always want fans to own our team. And every time we talk about something like that, when, when people hate owners, and most owners across the country are hated, most professional sports owners are disliked. But I always look at Dan Gilbert and I go, or Dan Snyder, and I say, Dan Snyder was a fan. Dan Snyder grew up in that area, loved that football team, did everything he could to own that football team. And ever since he did get that football team, he has done nothing but ruin its reputation, cause controversy, run it poorly from the from this fact of just having wins, having a franchise, and obviously here having somewhat of a decent workplace. He has failed in every single 
aspect. And he's made moves that any fan would do. Moving up for Bob Griffin, and it worked out for a couple of years. Well, for a year, it worked out for a year. And if Robert Griffin III ever would have gotten hurt, who knows what really would have happened. I'm serious about that. If he would have never gotten hurt, never would have got gun shy, defenses made adjustments, and then he just couldn't adjust back. If Robert Griffin III never got hurt, maybe things are different this today. Maybe things are different for the future. But there's plenty of owners out there who are disliked. Dan, Gil- Dan Snyder finds himself at the bottom. And I'm in a weird spot where I I have to look at it and I go, don't own your favorite football team, never own your favorite sports teams, but also, do I remove him from his place in the NFL because of this? 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Is it everything that I am to remove him? Because I have to consider everything, folks. Now, when you look at the corporate world, and, and there's plenty of examples here. When you look at the corporate world and you see, well, this is a, this was something that happened over a year. This is something that happened maybe in an isolated incident or a couple of incidents, incidences with, with certain people. It is believable that some of the higher-ups may not have known. This happened over 13 years. I mean, this is, this is 2006 to, to 2019. It's a long period of time. Is it really possible? Is it really possible Dan Snyder had no idea? Is it really possible over 13 years, 15 different women, over 13 years, is it possible that Dan Snyder did not know what was going on underneath him? It's hard for me to believe that he didn't. Now, none of these allegations include harassment or abuse by Dan Snyder or Bruce Allen for that matter. There's some other officials in there, including the, the, the radio voice of their football team that are included in there, which is which is sad and, and disgusting in a lot of ways. But there's nothing that connects Dan Snyder, at least not just yet. But I have to consider everything. Because it's not the court of law, it's the court of public opinion. And I think that that has to be put out there, but the court of public opinion can get everybody on one side and the court of public opinion can make change. We've seen that a bunch in 2020. We've seen that a bunch throughout our lives. We've seen that in sports. As far as I know, Donald Sterling wasn't accused of any crime for what he said on a tape. Donald Sterling lost that basketball team after he was found on a tape saying horrible comments. And even though that everybody around the league kind of knew that, hey, Donald Sterling isn't that great of a guy, kind of not a good guy whatsoever, but they just they dealt with it. Because a lot of owners, again, not great guys whatsoever. This is where we have to find it. Because when you start to look, and, and Mark Cuban, who certainly has a little bit of mud on his hands about these type of issues, when, when you ask Mark Cuban about it, there was an issue where, if you wanted to remove a person, then all of a sudden the ducks start to fall into place and people start to wonder, what's in your closet? And a lot of these owners, a lot of billionaires in general, a lot of very wealthy people in general, you know, and I really don't have to tell you, but I'll tell you anyway, they got skeletons in their closet. They got things that they do not want you to know about because they had to do some pretty ugly things to get to where they are. And so now one of the skeletons in the closet of the Washington football team gets brought out here, and it's what can I put to Dan Snyder? He's the owner. The buck is supposed to stop with him. Things are supposed to go directly to Dan Snyder. And it's not the court of law. It's a court of public opinion. And I have to look at track record. 
To a lesser extent, poor records, fan apathy. Had Chad Dukes on from 106.7 The Fan in D.C. Uh, on my weekday show. Chad Duke says he he's taken a generation of hardcore Washington football fans who bleed the burgundy and gold, who love that football team, and he's turned it into apathy. Washington is a city where there's a lot of people who, who transplant from other cities. You see the same thing in Atlanta, even though Atlanta's the, the, basically the, the home of college football. You see the same thing in Atlanta. They've kind of always had, if the Falcons are good, then there'll be Falcons fans there. But there's a lot of people. They come in from different areas, and they become, they're already fans of other teams, and they bring their fandom with them. The same thing is, the, and this is the tough part to say, Charlotte's a wonderful city with wonderful people that I've been to many times, and they've always kind of had that problem with the Panthers there where there's a lot of people from my neck of the woods in the Midwest, they get jobs. Charlotte's a, a, a booming place, a big burgeoning city. It's getting better and better by the day for a lot of people. But people move in from Pittsburgh, well, they're not going to give up their Steeler fandom. And the same thing can be said for Nashville. And then you look right up about that East Coast, it's the same way. It's not Philly. Baltimore's always had a different look of it because of the Colts. Baltimore has always been fiercely defensive of Baltimore. The Giants, you're a Giants fan, even though it's a big city. The Giants and Jets, they're very defensive of their football teams, even though you do get a little bit of Eagles and you get a little bit of Cowboys in there. But in Washington, Washington's been up for grabs because all those teams I mentioned, the Eagles have been on their ass at times. The Giants have been on their ass at times. Certainly the Panthers have. Certainly the Falcons have. Certainly the Titans have. All those teams have had dysfunction. All those teams have been unsuccessful and have had to make questionable moves to try to get back in the good graces of their fan base. They've never had anything like Washington. They've never had anything like that. From Hainsworth to other bad signings to questionable coaching moves to different people being brought in to different people being left out. For Bruce Allen being able to keep a job basically because of who his father is. For him making poor moves. The Scott McLuhan scenario where it blew up right in their face, and he's a good football man, but that was an ugly situation. Everything got more and more embarrassing over time. It is possible, and I think we see this in Washington, and we see this in a couple other places. It is possible. If you're losing, that's one thing. If you're an embarrassment, you can lose a generation of fans. So you go from one of the best fan bases in the NFL, and really that turns into one of the best fan bases in professional sports. You go from that to apathy in a generation, in a 20-plus year period. Hard to do. It's hard to do in the NFL. He found a way to do it. That's strike one against him. The other thought to it is that there is a track record of something like this when we get to the Redskins cheerleader scandal. And the ugliness that Deadspin found some years ago, there are some people who have denied it. There are some people who have said it's absolutely true. It was still an ugly thing that seemed to, seemed to be maybe swept under the rug by some people. As ugly as that is to say, it, it's been swept under the rug by some people. I've always thought from, from that scandal, from the Panther scandal and a couple of others, cheerleaders in the NFL, it, it should be going by the wayside. If you want cheerleaders on your sideline, you are asking for trouble. Because when you get high-octane men, men who make their living playing football, and you mix that in with an office, you mix that in with other things, you are going to have a disaster. Until we learn from previous mistakes, until we learn from this, you're going to have disaster. 
because I heard a couple of distur- disturbing stories throughout this week where a lot of people came forward and said, I faced this. A lot of women came forward and said, I faced this when I was in sports media, when I was in sports in general, when I was with Team X, I faced something like this. A lot of people have come forward since this story broke earlier this week. If we don't learn from this, things change. So I need to consider everything here. I need to consider what the lawyer says when they do their investigation because 13 years tells me as big of a fan as Dan Snyder is, as big of a junkie for his football team as he is, and I know he's he's kind of hid away, he's kind of went away for a while, and, and, and people couldn't find him over there at Redskins Park during training camp or any other things that they were doing. They couldn't find him anymore, and he was, in, he, was, he was quietly tucked away. He wanted to let other people run the team. He wanted to let Bruce Allen run the team. So he tried that. He tried to say, here, this is your football team. You come from good stock, away you go. A guy who's that big of a fan, He didn't know about any of this. He didn't know. I find it hard to believe. You add in the Washington track record, and then go ahead and add in the NFL's track record with women, and it's not good. Now, this is a story that might unfold over the course of time. Again, we'll have to see what a lawyer says. We'll have to see what one of the accused say. We'll have to see whether or not if any of the 14 unnamed come forward and make it named. But the NFL's track record with women is not good. And they have a reputation that they try to uphold. They have been lackluster in their their relationship with women. They have been lackluster in how they deal with domestic abuse, how they deal with any sort of harassment or any sort of abuse in general. They have not been what they should be in that case, and they they have said that in their own way. They've put out commercials saying, we have messed up in this. So if I add in the Redskins and what they've done or what they haven't done in terms of stopping this and the type of culture that no matter what Dan Snyder wants to say, it did happen under him, if they have that type of culture that's permeated underneath him for a 13-year period plus the NFL's track record with there, I know I have to wait, but it doesn't look good for Dan Snyder. Now, again, it's what I can prove in a court of law. But there are such things as optics in the court of public opinion. We're at a time where there is not a lot of sports. Baseball's hopefully coming back. There was some promising news yesterday. We're hoping, we're, 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 we're throwing a Hail Mary to college football. We're hoping the NFL can get going. We're hoping that the NBA will continue to do what they can do. And it seems that they're going to get it going. And we're, so we're hoping that the NHL is going to be there. But this happened at a time where it's, it's unprecedented times. But there's no sports. Very little, if any. I'm a NASCAR fan, but I know you don't care. There's very little sports going on. There's very little other things going on. There's not a lot to distract the American public right now. And the story from the Washington Post is ugly. So I have to look at this in two folds. One, what's going to happen to Dan? Can I say remove him as owner? I wouldn't be giddy if I were a Washington fan over this because what has happened, again, it's a true embarrassment, and whoever buys the franchise, they still have to deal with this. It's the same thing as what happened with David Tepper and Jerry Richardson. They still had to deal with this. It's still an ugly part of your history. Just because you're getting rid of an owner, and dare I say, be careful what you wish for because the next owner can always be very difficult. And are the former Redskins at the bottom of pro sports today? There's a lot of franchises who have had a lot of ugliness. 
not just losing what they've had within their front office. Does this put Washington at the bottom of pro sports? You look at the big four in pro sports, especially the NFL, a couple of teams we've seen here and there. Does this put that franchise at the bottom today? Or have they already been there and I just haven't noticed as much? 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. When I look at Dan Snyder, I can't say he has to go just yet. I need to see everything. But it could be too little too late for you. And when you look at all the four major sports, are they at the bottom today? You got 30, 30, 30, 29. What is the number? Are they at the bottom of that list right now? 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Listen, I'm going to get to the calls here in a, here in a second. I got to tell you what's coming up because a, a one a one of these times here before noon, I might end up venting to Pierno because I don't know Billy. I don't know if Billy Jack cares. I just saw something on social media and I got I got something that's just standing on my chest like the like the size like the weight of a Buick Lesabre, and I need to get the thing off my chest right Pro now. Pro wrestling? No, bit, Billy doesn't getting, care. I'm getting okay. Fine. Then before you go, you got to throw this at me. You got to throw I'm it getting, at me. I'm getting this off my chest because I'm getting a little bit tired of it, and I'm going to come off as Let's old. Let's and, vent. And I'm going to come off old and crotchety and nasty, and I don't care. There's not a whole lot else going on. So you know what? At one of these times, I'm getting it off my damn chest. Bob Nightingale coming up at 11:40 a.m. Eastern. We'll talk baseball with him. I don't know why I'm so angry right now. It's just I just saw something, and so now I'm going to be so angry coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, folks. You're not going to want to miss it because it's going to rain down from the heavens with anger right now because you take something that I used to love as a kid and you make it horrible. And I'll get into that coming up in the next hour, I promise you. Also, you might call me Sammy the Bull by the time this show's done, but and I heard Robin doing it right before our show started. I, I understand about safety. I understand about everybody's money, this, that, and the other. You put me in that spot that I got to stay there for that long, and I've already made 90% of my salary. Most of the NBA players have already made 90% of their salary. If I've already made it, I'm there for one thing and one thing only, win. And so if I got to come off like a snitch, if I have to do that, I'm going to do it. You can call me Sammy the Bull. You can call me... Donnie Brasco, you can call me whoever you want to, okay? It's not on my own team. It's on somebody else. It's about competition. It's about winning. I understand we're about, hey, this is supposed to be for everybody. We got to remember to be safe. We don't want to get this thing shut down. Yeah, all that stuff's true. You, don't get me wrong. All that stuff's true. I'm interested in winning, okay? I want to get that done. So I'll explain that coming up here in a little bit. Also, there's some things being said about Patrick Mahomes. Also, I, I got to tell you, make sure you listen to Anthony Lyman tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern because he's better than me. And the other thing is he's going to tell you that he, he thinks some people are a little bit too crazy about the Kansas City Chiefs. whole lot coming up. And, yes, I'm going to upset a lot of people because I'm going to re-rank the top ten in every positional group when it comes to Madden 21. Right now, though, we start with – and I'm going to get to the calls here in a second. We start with what's going on in Washington. I, I look at Washington. There's a lot of teams that do well that we want to emulate. And, and I see this – in, in in a multifaceted dimension here, because for a lot of us here, and, and I know this is a nasty thing to admit, but it's true. Don't shoot the messenger on this, but we know this in professional sports. If, if Washington would have been a team that has had the same history as the New England Patriots, 
over the last 20 years. Throw everything in, and this came out. Well, someone really needs to deal with this, but it looks like heads have already rolled, and that's an awful thing. And all that stuff's true. All that stuff is so true. But a lot of us in sports, we go, okay, I mean, that's that's unsettling. That's That's really nasty stuff. That's really, really nasty stuff. But, you know, the owner didn't know, and – and you know they they they've played well for a long time and 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 they need to fix they need to fix what they're doing but but we should be able to move on we should be able to all move on like that's the way we think in sports it's happened in in a lot of places listen th- this type of thing happened to Mark Cuban in Dallas we hear very little of it Mark Cuban is one of the few owners that are really well liked across the country or at least have a a plus rating in the approval percentage uh, this type of thing happened with Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks you heard very very little of it. Because people like Mark Cuban. People don't like Dan Snyder. And in, and I've read this report front ways, back ways, other ways. 13 years is disgusting that this was allowed to happen. Make no mistake about it. Underline that word. Use it every single time. It's disgusting. 13 years is a terribly long time for this to happen. Once is bad enough. For over 13 years, it's hard for me to believe that you knew nothing. It's terribly hard for me to believe that you knew nothing. You're the owner of the franchise. But when I look at you and your history and your track record, it seems to be par for the course, and it's another reason why I think a lot of former Redskins fan but current Washington fans, gosh, they got to pick a new name as soon as they can, why a lot of Washington football fans, okay, this is, this is terrible, but maybe this is the way to get rid of them. Maybe this is the way to get rid of Dan Snyder. Because before the story broke on Monday, there was something that said, hey, you know, this, this new name, this is finally the way he, he gets his new stadium. FedEx builds a new multi-multi-multi-use stadium that 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 can bring in everything. That can bring in the conventions and everything that you want. And he could have his own version of Jerry World right there in Virginia. He could have all that. And then this breaks, and now things change. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. What should happen to Dan? What's going to happen to Dan? Are the former Redskins at the bottom of pro sports? Joel in Port St. Lucie. Florida. Joel, I want to ask you a question before you talk to me. All right, Ken, no problem. Go ahead, man. Out of 10 times when someone says the name of your city, out of 10 people, how many of those people pronounce it wrong? I would say about five. It's about 50-50, I'd imagine. Like, I'm in Cleveland. Nobody pronounces Cleveland wrong. And any time I've been in Florida, it's like St. Lucie, St. Lucie, I don't remember – Go ahead, Joel. A lot of people, a lot of people just say, "Isn't that where the Mets have spring training?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's basically what it's about." And speaking of that, I know what that ownership is. I've been a lifelong Mets fan. I'm turning 40 next week, so I know Will Pond. They're awful, but you look at Dan Schneider, and that's your your biggest thing here on your open is the track record. It's the track record of the guy. I don't need to see any more investigation. I don't need to see what people supposedly call the truth. It went on for years and years and years, and it is impossible to not know anything about that. And a lot of people are saying, well, look at what, you know, what got caught up with Jim Ursay or with his cocaine thing or with, you know, the owner of the Patriots, mm-hmm. with Robert Kraft, with the prostitutes. No, I, that, it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Daniel Schneider is a terrible, terrible owner and always has been for the 20 years. And you look at, you mentioned the thing in Costa Rica with the cheerleaders. That's another thing right there on the record. It's not a coincidence that the three minority owners want to sell their shares. They can't work with the guy. And you really think it's a coincidence the guys who were involved in that harassment or whatever was going on 
got yeah. fired right after the story came up. I think the NFL needs to make him the Donald, the Donald Sterling. That's it. Make an see, example of this guy. This behavior cannot go on. Because my question would be, see, it's hard for me to fight that, Joel, because it's going, one, the NFL has had their problems in, in dealing with women's affairs over the last decade. That's well documented. The other part of it is is exactly what you said. Listen, Dwight Schar is one of the major donors and, and, and one of the alums of a university I used to work at. It's guilt by association. That man doesn't want his name attached to something like this, as well as the other minority owners don't want their names attached to something like this. So now I look at the last 20 years, and you're right about this, Joel. You look at the last 20 years. What have you done to make this situation better? What situation are we in? And when I get to the court of public opinion, I'm trying to figure out how to not rip a football team away from a guy, but do I want to fight that hard for Dan Snyder? Because if if if, if this comes out, Joel, that mm-hmm. hey, he he knew nothing. He really did. He had his head in the sand, which that could be a problem in its own right. But he knew nothing well, over 13 years. Even if that comes out, can I trust you in the future to run your franchise properly well, after this? Let Let me ask you this, Ken. My Go last ahead. question for you, please. What's worse? What do you think is worse? Is it being an ostrich and keeping your head in the sand? or knowing something and not saying anything. Because, look, I get this. You're responsible for hiring these guys, but you're not responsible for those options. 50-plus-year-old men should know how to treat women, should know how to act on the job. That's one thing there. But what's worse, not knowing or knowing? Like, how do you just differentiate that? And I'll, I'll, I'll hear your response to that. Thanks, Ken. Joel, I thank you very much for the call. I think that's, I think that's the toughest answer. Or that's the toughest question I'm going to get today. I think that if you know something, if you know something and you don't say anything, we've done this with other scenarios in the NFL, or we've done this with other scenarios in sports, that's a problem in its own right. But 13 years of you not having your of you having your head in the sand, I would look at this and I go, "You're the owner of the franchise. You know, I mean, you're you're still the name that's there." Now, if there are one-off scenarios here, and as terrible as they are, there are. I could look at this and I could say, "Listen, this is plausible deniability." This happens in college football and recruiting. Happens certainly in college basketball with certain with certain programs and recruiting. This is plausible deniability. The guy at the top may not have known. But if I find out anything that Dan Snyder knows, it's also the trust of, and this is why I think it's a little worse than what some people think it is. The twenty how long has Dan Snyder owned the owned the football team? Over twenty years. You haven't ran it well so far. So if I find out that you didn't do anything here and in and, and my league, we're a bunch of owners where our league doesn't look very good, can I trust you to run it for the next 20 years and you guys are going to be perfectly fine? I don't think I can. 855-2124-CBS. Corey in Atlanta, hang on. I want to get to you on the other side. What should happen with Dan? And is the former Redskins at the bottom of pro sports? And hey, it's a great idea. It won't work, and it'll never work in college football. I'll explain. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Right now, it's the latest sports update with the great Marco Belletti. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Bob Nightingale, USA Today. We'll talk baseball with him coming up in an hour. I'm going to vent like I've never vented about something that, you know, I'm just give me, can I have 15 minutes, America? Can you just give me that? Just, I know that some of you might not care. And I know some of you will probably roll your eyes. Just, just, I like you. You seem to be okay with me. Just give me 15 minutes. Just a vent, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, somewhere in there. Please. I got to get this off my chest. It'll be coming up at the 11 o'clock hour.
855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by Geico. I don't have the read up in front of me. I'm just going to let you guys know. They got that 15% discount right now on everything, on the car, the motorcycle, the whole thing. Even if you're already a current policyholder, get the Geico. They're fantastic people, okay? They're better than the person that's dealing with my stuff. And I know I'm on in Cleveland right now, so I can say it. It's my, my wife's former high school boyfriend. Do you know that, Pierno? No, I'm just finding that yeah. about this now. Yeah, and I and I will say I don't care. I don't care if he hears it or not. What are you going to do? Drop me? Okay, I'll just go with Geico and they'll be better. Listen, she wouldn't let him put the boots to her back in high school, so he figured out he's going to put the boots to me for the rest of my life. How you like that? You like that, Pierno? That was a good joke, Ken. I can't get rid of him. He's a family friend. Okay. Well, all right, all right. Oh, yeah, you want some more money out of me, do you? You and your – well, they've been together for like a year now, so I guess she's 19. He's my age. Got like what, an eight, he had an 18-year-old girlfriend? Boy, a real night out on the town you guys are about to have, huh? Yeah. 18 years old, huh? Congratulations. Uh, fine. You and your 18-year-old girlfriend. Yeah, you got you to gotta jack up my rates, buy her another – pair of Mickey Mouse ears or whatever you want to do with an 18-year-old girlfriend. I don't know what I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do with that. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. If you couldn't tell them a little bit better, so go to Geico. They're fantastic folks. <laughs> Bob Nightingale coming up in an hour. I'll get back to the Redskins thing here. I, I, I look at this, if you're the NFL, and this is why I think this is worse than what people want to realize, and, and there is a hierarchy here. If the Redskins would have had the same – the same history as the Patriots, we ought to admit it wouldn't be that big of a deal to a lot of us. That's the way we look at a lot of sports. We'd be concerned, and we would say platitudes that, that make us look like we're concerned. But it, but with us, we wouldn't be that overwhelmingly concerned. But because of his track record, Dan Snyder's as an owner, because of their track record as a franchise, you look at this differently. And say, hey, this this is a this is a problem here because even if I can prove, and this is something that was great that Joel in Port St. Lucie brought up, even if I can look at you now, can I trust you in the future? Now, people in Washington will bring up Jeff Bezos. If I were an NFL owner, I don't think there's a chance in hell that Jeff Bezos gets approved as an NFL owner. I think they'd be terrified of him. That's he is easily one of the most powerful men in the world. There's not I don't know. Very powerful people are afraid of other more powerful people. I don't know if he'd get approved by that. But there'd be plenty of other billionaires looking to make a ton of money. You got a possibility of a new stadium now with a new name, new marketing. You have a head football coach in Ron Rivera who is one of the most respected people in the league. And this this entire situation puts him in the driver's seat. And you know what? I would also use this against Dan Snyder as well. I just keep finding more reasons to go after Dan Snyder. And I, I, I wasn't even trying. So you're going to take your name that's been around. How long has it been around? Like 87 years or whatever it's been? You hired Ron Rivera over the winter. Ron Rivera is one of three people in charge of finding a new franchise nickname. You've put that on your head coach. Hey, like, hey, you got to get us out of the gutter. You got to bring along our, our second-year quarterback who people, people were alleging that he couldn't read defenses and couldn't read a playbook. You got to bring him along. You got to turn this franchise around. You have to be the type of leader that, that we respect you for, that we've always respected you for. And you know what? Rename the franchise. Go ahead and rename the franchise, Ron. What are you doing, Dan? 
855-212-4CBS. I mean, it, you can't help but chuckle at the stupidity of it. Corey in Atlanta, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Corey. To your first question, or one of your questions, yeah, they are at the bottom of professional sports. I, I grew up in Washington, D.C., born and raised, spent Sundays at RFK throughout the 80s as a kid, and it comes down to culture. And we didn't realize what we had. I think we realized what we had, but we didn't realize how bad it could get. And, and then I, I moved to Boston in 1999, and the crafts were already at work there, and the rest is history. But that's about the time that the Red Sox also changed hands. And it was, a, it was startling how quickly that story franchise went from blunder to almost immediate success, and it came down to it was it was just it was culture and a commitment to players, coaches, and fans. And Dan has just never figured out that that alignment and commitment. He's he's committed to himself and winning, but he just he, he's he's out of alignment. And everything that comes out, none of it's a surprise. It's probably a lot worse than we know. Yeah, because all I need, and Corey, thank you very much for the call. The only thing I really need now to happen is one of the people accused or one of the people who've already been fired, the three people who've resigned or fired, as well as maybe one of the other people who have come forward with this, with their stories. You really, if you wanted to get rid of them, all you really would need is one person to connect Dan Snyder to it because that would be a smoking gun there because there's still a lot in here that would happen. I, I just look at the trust issue. I, if I can't trust you as an owner, if I can't trust you as a steward of, of the NFL, we do the same thing with, with players, protect the shield, protect the shield, protect the shield. I can't trust this player to protect the shield. He can't play in the NFL. This man has committed crimes. This man has drug problems. This man has done other unspeakable things. I can't trust him. He can't be an NFL football player. He won't protect the shield. Well, you have an NFL owner here who's been around for a long time. Can I trust you to protect the shield? Can I trust you? Ultimately, can I trust you to protect the Can I trust you to protect the investment that, that we're all having here as other NFL owners here? Because this is something that even though we're dealing with in the, in the country and dealing with in the world, which is really, really bad, and I think the best idea that they can have is Let's flatten out the cap for three years. Let's make it back on the back end with the new TV deals, especially when you have primetime television networks who are going to bid for NFL games. You guys are going to make so much more money. It's going to be fantastic. Everything is going to be good. Do I want Dan Snyder to have a piece of that pie? Because right now he's taking my situation. He's making it worse. And when I look at the NFL owners, it's not just 31 other guys or 31 other people, I should say. It's not just 31 other people or families. There is the inner circle of people who have more gravitas. Jerry Jones, the Tishes and the Maras, the Roonies. Those people have are that inner circle. They've been around for a long time. They are Hall of Famers in their own right. They have more gravitas. If Dan, if Dan Rooney or the Rooney family talks to Roger Goodell, Roger's listening. And Roger's listening more than what he would to, to a lot of other owners. I know Michael Bidwell just got out of the hospital. I don't mean to say anything disparaging of him, but it's just simple facts. He, he's going to listen more to Jerry Jones than he is Michael Bidwell. 855-2124-CBS. Jim in Waterloo, Iowa. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Um, I just wanted to make a comment that, you know, franchise owning is kind of an elite group. And uh, I kind of hold 
the other owners a little responsible for who they bring in because they make that decision. And I think they need to look at more than just money and look at character and integrity, too. Do they know anything about the game? Um, I think the owners need to do a better job of vetting new owners coming in. Well, that, it, I think that's an interesting one, too. And I, I think that goes beyond just not just the NFL. I think that's a lot of all sports. I mean, he has owned, he has owned the Redskins since 1999. Or, excuse me, he's, he's owned Washington now since 1999. That's a long time. That's 21 years here. He, got, he bought it off uh, Kent Cook's, Jack Kent Cook's estate, estate in 1999. Um, how, I need to find out, and I don't know it right off the top of my head, Jim, how many times a franchise has changed hands in the NFL since he he bought that franchise? But I think you're right because you know this goes back to '99, and we weren't talking about this in '99. This is a guy who, back in '99, we're looking at hey, local guy has a lot of investors, brought a lot of people together, you know that type of thing. Right. I mean, Jim, when you look at baseball, the Mets, they've got three groups trying to buy it, and the owners are going to decide who gets that. But you know they. Hopefully they make that decision based on more than just who has the cash because it hurts the game if they get owners that are terrible. Yeah, and, and, and another thing you're right about, and Jim, thank you again for the call, is that this wouldn't be the first time. You know, we, there, it's well documented. It was actually a great 30 for 30 about John Spano with what happened in the NHL with the, with the New York Islanders. The Mets, they've had their own problems with people who were investors on that baseball team, and I think – I do think, and and maybe Pirino and a couple other Mets fans are going to disagree with me. I do think that's why the Wilpons are a little bit nervous about selling that franchise. I know, I know, everybody hates the Wilpons over there, and everybody wants to get rid of them. But I think because of that whole scenario, maybe they're just a little bit nervous, and they want to make sure that all their T's and lowercase J's are dotted before they go ahead and they they make that sale because of what's happened in the past. Like you have to be careful because you are stewards of something that people love. And when Corey in Atlanta brings up the culture, it, it permeates down to the fans. Because in a transient city like Washington is, it, it, when you're in Pittsburgh, you usually live in Pittsburgh, and you, you try to make out a good life, and you die in Pittsburgh. Same thing with Buffalo. You're a lifelong Buffalo Bills fan. You're a lifelong Detroit Lions fan. You're a lifelong Pittsburgh Steelers fan. In Washington, you got a lot of people coming in and out. And you have a lot of people who might be from Pittsburgh and Buffalo and Detroit, and they might move to Washington. They're Lions fans. Their families are living there. Their families, a lot of people, because it's a transient city, maybe they do grow up in like, hey, the Washington was good. You had Joe Gibbs, who's one of the finest men out there, one of the finest owners out there in professional sports because he owns a NASCAR team, one of the finest coaches out there. It was easy to get behind that team at that time. And now what it's become is a situation over the last 20 years where it's not just been bad. It's also been something that's been embarrassing. You can lose and still have some sort of of decency. This has been embarrassing. And because you're in one of those cities that people go to and they come from other places, you lose a generation of fans. I know the Lions haven't been much better in a lot of ways. I don't find the Lions nearly as embarrassing as, as what the Washington Redskins have been. Buffalo has not been a total embarrassment. They've at least, and I know the Sabres and all that other stuff, but I, I think that they've had a good run here as of late. Sean McDermott's a great coach. They got something there with Josh Allen. There's a lot of things to be excited about, and they have a rich history. So you go there. Are you, you going to stop being a Bills fan? Are your kids going to stop being Bills fans because you moved to Washington, D.C. for a job? 
because it's easy for them to go, yeah, we're, we're from here now, and I, I like the Washington football team and be a fan of the Washington football team. It, it didn't like that anymore. You, you move from another area, you, you'll probably, then the kiddos will be a fan of that team because the other struggles, those struggles pale in comparison to what's going on with Washington. That's a tough thing that they have to deal with. And, and new blood and ownership may very well be better for the fans who have stayed because when, it, when you are losing – you can lose. You can't lose for very long, and you can't be embarrassing while you do it. You can try to make the situation better. You can't be overly desperate in that situation. You have to be better in that spot. And this is where it all comes back to Dan Snyder's had the problem because Dan Snyder grew up a fan. If he wasn't a fan, yes, I do think that franchise would be better organized. I do think that franchise would be more successful over time, and I think that that's part of the problem. He has been too desperate at times to make that decision. And I'm putting all my eggs now in a Ron Rivera basket, and he's being asked to do things he shouldn't be asked to do as a head football coach in the NFL. He says he doesn't regret it. I believe that he doesn't regret it. He's a man who makes his decisions, and he goes with it. But if this job were open up right now with all this stuff going on, you think Ron Rivera's going to Washington? With all the other jobs that were open? Not a chance in hell. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We'll get back to this coming up a little bit later on. Also, listen, it's a great idea. It's a wonderful idea, actually. It's just not going to work in college football. I get into that, and I ask you, from me to you folks. Give me five, ten minutes of your time. Just a vent. I'm going to vent about something. Coming up next, Bob Nightingale in 40 minutes. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.